Welcome into ADC Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok. We're Nashville's On Man Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. If you need a new car, head to Lebanon. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go for their services. Calvin and Subtle, if you want new hardwood floors to upgrade that home, go to CalvinAndSubtle.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Zach, I had uh, Adam Holt for A to Z Sports go do some research at the end of last week of what is the Titans' record when they open the season week one at home. Uh, since 1999, when they moved into that stadium, the Titans entered yesterday with a 5-5 five and five week one home record. They lose in awful fashion yesterday, so now they're 5-6 and six in week one home games, and they have not won a week one home game since 2010 when they beat the Raiders to a score, Zach, of 38-13. to 11 years later, they've lost now three straight, three straight week one home openers, uh, and this one was 38-13, to 13, lost to the Cardinals, ironically, uh, a team from the West Coast coming to Nashville and laying a whooping on the Titans. We, we all slept on it. I don't know if you guys all slept or not, but how did you feel waking up this morning about that loss? Well, I, I think I, I felt the same in the sense that a lot of things need to be fixed, and it sounds like a lot of things need to be shaken up. You know, like you get the orange juice out of the refrigerator in the morning, you don't want that pulp, pulp to settle down. And I feel like, to your point, what you said yesterday on our postgame show, it's like the pulp settled down in the OJ and they got comfortable. And Vrabel needs to go in there, and I do think Vrabel is the coach to do this, and say, look, you're not the man. Uh, I think Arizona showed you guys are not the man. LaJuan, you're, you're not bounced back as, as much as maybe you thought. Julio Jones hadn't practiced that much. Just because you're in a new uniform doesn't mean that it's not your responsibility to catch the damn football, right? A.J. Brown, and, and the coaching staff as well. It's not just the players, and we'll get to the defensive side of the ball, because I think, I mean, they, how many points did they give up? 38. Now, some of that the offense didn't help with. 14. Right? 14 of those points were the, the offense setting up the defense in the bad spot. But still, how many points would they have given up? Uh, 24. Ah, that's not good. <laughs> so, uh, there there is some problems, and they gave him some big pl- plays, including third down plays. But I think the the orange juice, you need to shake that baby up this morning and then take a, a, and pour it in a tall glass and get you a, a fresh start <laughs> and kind of forget about what happened yesterday. Learn from it, obviously. But, man, that was it was embarrassing. Yeah, it was embarrassing. And, uh, I, you know, I looked at you in the fourth quarter and I go, I cannot wait to hear what question Luke Warsham asks Mike Vrabel. Because Luke always – has a really tough question to the head coach in these type of moments. And Luke got off two questions in the eight-minute Mike Vrabel press conference. And his first one I thought was great. And it was, is there an attitude problem with this team? And Mike Vrabel basically said, I hope the attitudes to go out there and compete. 
But you have to know in this league, you can't go out there and expect to win just because you make this much amount of money or your suit costs this much and you drove this car to the, to the stadium that the Titans walked out on that field expecting to win and thinking the Cardinals were going to let them do it. And it, like Clark Lee from Vanderbilt had a similar expect the ETSU to roll over. It's like the Titans expected to just go out there and put up 30 points a game like they did last year. I will say this, Austin. I like the way Vrabel answered that question. Agreed. Because he could have gotten defensive. Yes. Right? And he, and he normally does with Luke, and, but he did not. And he did not. Because I think I think he said what he meant. And that was, we kind of expected to come in there. And we, you hope that you don't have to have an attitude adjustment. But And look, I, I understand coming in there. You know, and the overreaction, and Durrell comes in there and says, week one, relax. Look, I'm not saying pour the orange juice out. I'm just saying shake it up. It needs a little bit of a refresh. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying that it's expired. It's week one. We do all need to re- relax. I don't think the Green Bay Packers season is over after no, yesterday's no, performance, no, right? No, no, no. I still don't think that the Tennessee Titans season is over. But – you can't dig yourself into a deeper hole because you got Seattle and Indianapolis on the horizon. Yes, and uh, the, the good news of yesterday is that the Colts lost to the Seahawks, but the bad news is that the Seahawks whooped up on the Colts, and now you have to go play Seattle uh, in Seattle next week. And if you fall into an 0-2 hole, it's not very good. So I did see, before we move on to our question, I did see this uh, side note of like good news for Titans fans this morning. It's coming from Nick Corte on Twitter, uh, who covers uh, the NFL draft for Over the Cap. He says, uh, Judavian Clowney played enough snaps to boost his contract to a fifth-round compensatory pick. So, congrats, Titans fans. Judavian Clowney gave you a fifth-round pick for next year. So, that's, that's some good news you can take this morning. But let's go ahead and get to the topic at hand and ask you guys, what's the bigger problem? The Titans' offense or the Titans' defense? What is the bigger problem today, the Titans offense or the defense that gave up 38 points. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the pulse of fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Uh, Mandu.com, your first workout's always free. I was actually at Mandu early Sunday morning uh, before that game yesterday, and there was a lady in there with one of her friends who was watching her friend work out for the first time. She was curious about Mandu. She was asking me after my workout, you know, what have you, how long have you been doing Mandu? What, what have you seen from Mandu? I said, you absolutely get stronger and you get leaner. And she's like, I like that. I like leaner and stronger. Results are real at Mandu. You can achieve your fitness goals at Mandu.com. Your first workout's free. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, they'll take a hundred bucks off your first month when you sign up. That's at Mandu.com. And don't forget, look at Austin's shirt because BetMGM, the official title sponsor, of this morning show has got you hooked up. Download the app today. Go to your your Android or your Apple store, and they've got you covered. They have parlay boosts. If you're a new user, we got you hooked up with a $10 wager winning 200 if either team scores a touchdown uh, tonight in the NFL game. They've got you covered. Bet MGM. Download the app today. All right, so what's a bigger problem, the Titans' offense or the Titans' defense? Because both were dramatically bad at, at several times last year with the Titans' offense matching its worst output from a year ago, 13 points that they scored in the playoff game 
against the Ravens. Uh, just two touchdowns. Now, there was a field goal miss at the end of the half and an extra point missed um, after the first touchdown. So, you know, opportunity for 17 points. And I actually thought about this this morning, Zach, before I let you read some comments, is that think about if Badgley had made the extra point like he's supposed to and had made a very makeable field goal at the end of the first half. It would have been 24 to 10 at halftime. Kevin Byard gets an interception, tight score, touchdown. 24-17 early third quarter looks really good. But you miss those four points. Now you're still down 11 after uh, an interception and a quick touchdown to turn the game around. So those four points were very important. But overall, the Titans couldn't stop Kyler Murray anyway uh, for the majority of the game outside of that one pick. So it did not hurt you because of how bad the Titans' offense and how bad they were on defense the rest of the way. Yeah, so the question is, what's a bigger problem, the Titans' offense or the defense? Let's go to the chat because I am curious to see. I think it's – I mean, it's unfortunately both answers can be correct, but yeah. we're asking you to pick one. John is still laying in the corner of the room, curled in the fetal position. So, John, we wish you the best of luck. But MHVACR says offense – Offensive line coming in from John. Uh, the play calling from Eric Torres. Uh, Ryan says the offense is right now. It's the offense, Clayton. Uh, offensive line from Kalen. Offensive line from Tommy. Ivan says defense. And so does Jonathan coming in there. Offense from Steven. Fatty says offense. Joey says the offensive line specifically. So does Charlie. Steph Don says the defense because it was the problem last season as well. So he's kind of saying, hey, okay. not much has changed, which I can't disagree with that. Charles says offense. Steven says offense. Apollo offense. Marquee. Randy. Troy. Offensive line, no doubt, from Team Leader 2010. Offense, of course, uh, they put the defense in a bad position, and they did do that a couple of times, Scott. Everybody, Especially one of them on, like, the one-yard line. Uh, yeah, uh, and – and the defense almost forced a field goal on that on that one because they got the Cardinals the third down and goal from like the six. And, and DeAndre Hopkins beat Jordan, yeah, they almost beat does. Jack. Yeah, I, almost I doesn't. But I'm saying like the D, but like normally, but they did. normally, but they did. I, I'm not, I'm just saying that the offense that's puts a more one yard. I'm not, no, I'm not, look, that's not going into my answer. I'm just making a point of what happened is the defense played really good for two and a half downs. And then at that, the second half of third down, DeAndre Hopkins. But they, they did. I understand that. I'm not saying that they did or didn't. I'm not saying that they did. I'm just saying that they got they played good on first and second down to avoid a first and goal at the one situation. That's my point, which is true. Yeah, right. but they did. Right, well, okay, I'm not again. Stop. Like I'm not saying that they did. I'm just pointing out two you, plays. Well, yeah, but when you say they almost held a field goal, that is not a good statement. Okay. Regardless, you're you're. Caring way too much about my one sentence there. So my answer is that the offense is a bigger problem. The offense is supposed to be able to play in a shootout type game. The offense has the best running back in the world, Derrick Henry. The offense has four offensive line starters returning. They have a Hall of Famer at wide receiver, a Pro Bowler at wide receiver, and then a quarterback who efficient efficiency stats is one of the best in the NFL over the last two years, and they put up 15 points, and that's inexcusable. The offense looked like trash yesterday, and, and that's where I put the majority of the blame of the 
I think the offense is a bigger problem because when I look at the defense, I see where Kyler Murray just made plays that you can't really defend. Kyler Murray made plays with his legs that like guys can't cover for eight seconds. That's just not how the NFL works. And, and I don't think that the Titans front did a bad job of moving Kyler Murray off of his spot, but that's what I talked about in the pregame show is if you're going to move Kyler Murray off his spot, it can't be to one side or the other. It has to be backwards. And even when they did move him backwards off his spot, he back foot through 30 yards in the air, a rainbow touchdown pass to Christian Kirk. So sometimes you just have to tip your cat cap to Kyler Murray on several plays that he made that the defense did everything right, but Kyler Murray is just that damn good and was and was way better yesterday. Look, the def- I'm not saying the defense played well. I'm just the, the defense gave up bad plays, but Kyler Murray made better plays. So that's why I think the bigger problem is the offense. The bigger problem is the defense because that has been always the problem. I think we all feel that the offense can figure it out. We've seen it before. I've seen Ryan Tannehill throw dimes to A.J. Brown. I've seen Derrick Henry get upset and come in and dominate a game. I think that's going to happen. I'm not overreacting. Are there some concerns on the offensive line? Yes, I do think that the chat got that absolutely correct. Because Lawan, we'll talk about him later, and the right tackle, they got issues. So I'm not discrediting that, but I do feel like they have enough good players. And you saw a little bit of the glimpse of what Derrick Henry can do on a couple of long runs, yeah, right? He, he had three carries in a row that had 31 yards. I mean, only line. five running backs went over 100 yards yesterday in the NFL, which is kind well, of great. Uh, Titans fans and Titans media are very spoiled by a 100-yard rushing guard. Co- correct. Correct. But the answer is defense. That is the correct answer. Because be it that Kyler Murray played really well, which he did. I think we all saw that. The defense gave up 416 yards. Repeat that. If you answered offense, let me tell you something. I have a response to you. The defense gave up 416 yards. Elijah Molden. That was, that was a great pass by Kyler Murray, but Christian Kirk just beat Molden's ass. One-on-one coverage. If you're in the NFL, that's what they expect you to do, is to be able to play one-on-one coverage, especially in those situations. And you're talking about how well Kyler Murray played. Yeah, he did, but you know what? If you're going to try to win a Super Bowl, you're going to have to beat teams good, good with good play. quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. So that's a complete, utter excuse. Right. No, 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 you know who they got next week? They got Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is better than Kyro, Kyler Murray. Okay, all right. They got to play Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen later. They got to play the 49ers, who looked like the best team yesterday. Like th- this, there's still the defensive issues. Maybe they are a little better. Maybe they don't have to worry about Jonathan Joseph early in the year. But I was not impressed with the defense. No, no, and the exactly. amount and and the amount of yards they gave up. The answer to the question should be defense. Zach, you early. We read comments. You said the answer is both. Did you not? Did you not say the answer is both? I, I, both are bad. Yes. yes that's yes. what I said. So, right. I know that too. Both are bad. But just because people answered offense doesn't mean they're saying the defense is off the hook. So, like, listen, you have to make sure you remember your own statement there. Both are bad. What was the question? The, read is, the question. Which, which is a bigger problem? They're both problems. Bigger. Bigger. Right. They're, and, the and, defense is the bigger problem. No, no. And I just explained the, to you. No. 
very adequately exactly. you, wide. You say that the, the Titans defense gave up 416 yards. The bigger problem is the Titans offense only had 248. That's the bigger problem. The Titans defense can give up yards all day, all day long. No, they can't. But, but the Titans offense has to be better and is supposed to be better and is paid to be better. The Titans offense is the bigger problem because they took a massive step back and they created the hole. The Titans offense created the hole. The Titans defense, after a quick three and out, forced a field goal. After a couple big plays, Jackrabbit slipped, which I'm going to start calling him Janoris after he plays like that and gives up two touchdowns on Sunday. Janoris slipped, then he then they forced a field goal, then Ryan Tannehill got sack fumbled Chandler Jones was the beginning of the whole day for him. And then the, and then Janoris again gave up a third down touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins. And then what did the Titans offense do after that? Nothing. The defense <laughs> so, can't keep giving up touchdowns. They gave up bro. one, Zach. The Titans offense created the problem for that got the game. Did you how ever feel like the Arizona offense was not rolling? No. But again, that's like, my point. Uh, you just answered the question. Like, I never once, like, the Titans couldn't get past midfield. I got that. But I never felt like the Titans defense had anywhere of a stranglehold around that offense. If anything, it was more the Arizona Cardinals making dumb penalties on themselves, right? Or wasting timeouts. That was not due to the defense. That was not to the Titans defense. Zach, just, I think that's my issue. I'm just going to read you. What the Titans defense actually did. The Titans, here's the Titans offense first four possessions. Punt, three plays, zero yards. Fumble, two plays, minus 15 yards. Punt, three plays, minus six yards. Punt, seven plays, five yards. They actually got a first down on a fake punt and then turned around and lost yards and had to quickly punt after that. The Titans defense at that point still had it at 10 nothing. The Titans defense was able to force a field goal and then force a punt, but the Titans offense made their situation so much worse than it was already going to be. My my whole thought, I guess why I say the Titans offense is a bigger problem because they are both problems is my expectations of the offense are so much bigger than what they showed yesterday. That is atrocious, atrocious for those first four drives. They couldn't get a first down with their actual offense in their first four drives. But I, I go back to my original statement. I still feel like the offense has the players to be absolutely fine and get back to where they are. All right. I think that's the overreaction that you're having. Like, uh, uh, it's, it's understandable why you're overreacting. But it is an overreaction to say that this one well, offensive – downfall is going to plague them the rest well, of the season. I, I'm not saying I, that. I I'm think, just saying right now it's a big problem because I know I, here's what I know. But if you have the players to fix it, my problem, Austin, is I don't know if they have the players on defense to fix it. But I, but I also I Agreed? also yeah, I do, yeah, that's definitely a question mark. But I also respect and acknowledge the plays that Kyler Murray made yesterday. They would have burnt just about everybody. Like the Titans got a good push. The Titans got they sacked. Are you going to be okay with that? No, I'm not Seattle. Time out. Are you going to say Russell Wilson? No, no, and DK Metcalf is really good. Words in my mouth. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying I'm okay with it. I'm not okay with the Titans defense giving up 38 points. But I do give credit to where it's due to the quarterback who made so many plays off script because that's what Kyler Murray does. 
and I said this in the postgame show, the Titans' defense will be so much better if they play against a quarterback who plays on script. But but they start the season with two guys who don't. Right. And, Kyler, and they're going to end the season with two guys that don't. And Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Zach, Zach, I'm not making excuses. <laughs> I'm giving analysis. That the Titans' defense is set up better to play on script than quarterbacks who don't. Every every defense is better is set up better to play with quarterbacks on script. Come on. You're not saying anything that like that's that's stupid. That doesn't like of course you are saying something that is that's rhetorical. Like everybody understands that. You but my my point is they're no, not, it is an excuse. No, my point is they're not going to play guys like Kyler and uh Russell Wilson every week. Like luckily those This are, is an off-script league though. Who somebody said that. Oh Perry Dixon, love of the show. Perry Dixon, way to go, my man. Because ding, 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 ding. This is the love of the show. Because unfortunately, yeah, okay. the Titans are in an off-script league. That's just what it is. And you know what? More quarterbacks are infiltrating this league that go off-script. Zach Wilson, off-script. Uh, Justin Fields, off-script. Trey Lance, off-script. Hell, the majority of the guys are not the traditional Tom Brady, Peyton Manning pocket passers. It's an off-script league. So that I, I but, but, feel but again, like is but, an excuse. But nobody has, like, the sudden agility that Kyler Murray has. Like, I'm trying to, like, like say how good Kyler Murray played yesterday. Like, can we not also but acknowledge that? it's a defensive that? problem. Okay. All right. So let, why I think of the offense is an issue is because of what I saw from Todd Downing. So I'm going to – I have a stat from Todd Downing that shows you the big, uh, a big issue with his game plan yesterday. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. It is easy. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Payne Bone and his team can hook you up with a brand new Hyundai. I'm talking about that 2021 Hyundai Palisade. Yeah, your wife is going to love it. It's a family car. you got third row seating in the back. You've got captain bucket seats right there for the kids on long road trips. And you got everything you need. I'm talking about tech savvy right up front. Apple CarPlay, if you're an iPhone user, they have everything. They so, Some of them have wireless chargers right there in the middle. That's the Hyundai Palisade. They have them brand new at Wilson County Hyundai. A to Z Sports, there's still a game tonight in the NFL's Week 1. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. We are powered by BetMGM every weekday morning and on Sunday game days. BetMGM, download the app, and today, use code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. You deposit your first deposit. A $10 wager wins you $200 when either team scores a touchdown. I have a feeling there's going to be a touchdown tonight. You got to think that's going to happen. So, BetMGM, download the app, use code ATOZ200 to make your first deposit. A 10 wager turns into 200 when either team scores a touchdown. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 1 9789. A stat that uh, I think shows of a very large issue with Todd Downing's uh, game plan, Zach. Is I got this Emily Proud charted first first down yardage. So I put it together. In the first quarter, the Titans had five first down snaps. They combined for negative nine yards. <laughs> five first down snaps for negative nine yards. In the second quarter, they got something going. They had nine first down snaps for 72 yards. 
Now, 39 of those yards of the 72 came on the flea flicker to Chester Rogers. But much better in the second quarter. The big problem, my God, you cannot wait an entire quarter to adjust to first down play calling. Because here are the first down play calling uh, play calls that Todd Downing had in the first quarter. A run for minus three, a run for minus one, a run for two, a sack for minus six in a play action, and a run for minus one. Then he started with a run uh, for, for two yards in the second quarter. Overall, of the, of the 14 first down snaps in the first half, eight times, eight times, the Titans were in second and 10 or longer. That is awful. You always talk about staying ahead of the sticks. Todd Downing sucked yesterday on first down when it came to not being predictable. The Cardinals knew it was either a run play or a play action pass for the first seven, for the first seven first down plays. And and to that point, because I think that's a lot, that's very good information. I thought Arthur Smith, and it took time. But Arthur Smith became a very good play caller on first down because of his unpredictability. And he would get in shotgun and have Ryan Tannehill throw a quick slant to A.J. Brown to get, and and sometimes it turned out to be 60 yards, but to get four to six yards. So now Derrick Henry, it's okay to be predictable on second and short because you can be unpredictable with a play-action pass because the defense thinks you're just going to try to get the first down. Yeah. So, look, he's got a lot to learn. I mean, we knew that before the season. Well, and unfortunately, like, a lot of Titans fans looked at Todd Downing's one year as play caller with the Raiders, and the Raiders were a dysfunctional organization that year. And it was a lot – a lot of it was beyond Todd Downing's control. But Todd Downing is not off to a good start. But again, I have to recognize it was not Todd Downing's decision for Julio Jones to not practice for like 20-plus consecutive days in the month of August. It's not Todd Downing's fault that uh, Derrick Henry did not get any team reps until late in August in training camp. So like it, Mike Rabel decided to manage his superstar offensive players the way that he thought was smartest for the team, but I think it absolutely backfired in week one. And you can't – and you, I don't care what – any of the players say, I don't care what Vrabel says, I don't care what Julio said on Friday, that four practices is enough. It's not enough. Four practices together is not enough to get you ready for an actual game. I think that became apparent yesterday. Yes. Uh, Dakotes Matthews on YouTube brings up a pretty good statement. He says, everybody in the world knows what the Titans are going to do. I think that that is, can be a blessing and a curse, right? You can use that information to your advantage, but you just have to know how to do it, right? And I think yesterday Todd Downing didn't know how to use that to his advantage because I agree. Everybody knows that Derrick Henry has to touch the football a minimum amount of times. And he's not that great of a pass catcher out of the backfield. He can go for screens, but you have to get really unique to make sure that you get the ball in his hands in the space that he can utilize. Yeah, Dom says uh, they ignored training camp. That was the most cocky coaching decision ever. Tom Brady, 12, was out there practicing all camp. Why the hell can't the Titans start? Now, I'll say this. Ryan Tannehill did not miss a practice until COVID. So, Ryan Tannehill is not in this lump conversation. But it's Julio, it's AJ, it's Henry, 
It's the offensive line. Ben Jones, Nate Davis both missed a lot. Of, Roger Saffold and Ryan Tannehill, two guys in the starting offense. They're out there every day. They're available until COVID happened for Tannehill. So I, I do think, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. They ignored training camp for the most part. But that's that's the trend. Well, the Titans need to maybe uh, – I don't disagree. But They over-trended they over, uh, trended the trend. They over-trended, <laughs> yeah. But that is the trend of today's No, football. the trend is they're not playing the preseason games. No, I don't, no, I don't give a damn. No. If you look across the league, it, it's very The similar. trend is practicing less, sure. But the trend is to not ignore training camp to the extent that the Titans did. I think it did come back and bite them in the ass. Two years year. in a row. Denver last year, they got away with it because they won. That was ugly in Denver. And well, then they played yesterday. a lesser opponent. Exactly. Year. But, they, you know, two years in a row, this overextending trend for the Titans has bit them in the ass. But And Jesse brings it up. I mean, it is chemistry. Chemistry is real. Whether you're in a relationship, you got chemistry. Oh, you and your wife got chemistry, or trying to complete passes in the NFL. Yeah, chemistry is not not just easy. And Julio Jones and Ryan Tannehill didn't get enough work. Yeah, Julio no. was traded before training camp started. Oh, Julio showed up for OTAs. That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, like, that, was, he, that was when I saw him. He showed up at OTAs and and was great. And he was at mini camp. And, and he uh, a little side note on Julio: he has to catch the football. DeAndre Hopkins catches. the we saw that yesterday. DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, I'll be honest, DeAndre Hopkins kind of killed the Titans in the first half. <laughs> kind of? Like, no, he absolutely he, did. He did his work and left because they, they started they started getting more playmakers involved uh, besides DeAndre Hopkins in the second half. But he, he was better than everybody else. In that back, uh, back of the end zone touchdown catch over Jackrabbit. Which one? Well, both. Both of them. But, no, well, he beat Byard on the turnaround catch that he moved upfield. That was Byard. Oh, that's true. No, but that, you know what was also dumb about that? <laughs> Is that DeAndre Hopkins was lined up in the slot and Byard had a man-to-man but was ten yard, was playing his safety position. Yeah. It's cool. just dumb coaching. Again, like, Shane Bowen didn't have a great day either. And, and DeAndre Hopkins is very hard to coach against. Like, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins is – right now is Julio with the Falcons six years ago, which is prime. He's prime time, baby. Right. Yeah, and I agree with some of you guys. Uh, DJ Bacon Bit says Fulton had a great game, and then Step Dobbs says that uh, Kyler Murray stayed away from Christian Fulton. I think Christian Fulton was a one of the brighter spots of the day yesterday, but unfortunately he's on a defense who gave up 38 points. So nobody gets – uh, you know, credit for for playing that super great. So we'll, but we'll we'll talk about the offensive line next. But Austin, I do later in this week. I want to talk about the defensive line. Yeah, that's uh, and fine. and we'll have a whole other show on that because I want to know your opinion on the push they were able to get, and because it, it is new, right? I mean, you have Harold Landry and Jeffrey Simmons that are the same, but Pop Tart was in there. You had Autry, and then you also had uh, Bud Dupree. That you know. For all that money, this that was the first game he played as a Titan. We'll talk yeah. later this week about the defense. Yeah, and we're going to get to Lawan here in a little bit. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm curious to hear your answer to this question, Zach. What was your biggest complaint about Todd Downing's first game as Titans offensive coordinator? Well, and then everybody else. What was your biggest complaint about Todd Downing's first game as uh, Titans offensive coordinator? But first, real quick, 
Let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse, RentersWarehouse.com. If you're trying to earn long-term equity to help your retirement plan, Rent Estate is the way to go. RentersWarehouse.com can do everything for you when you own rental property and you just get paid. That's all you do. You just get money sent to you by Renters Warehouse. They do everything. The maintenance calls at whatever hour of the day, whatever goes wrong, they help fix it. And then also they collect the checks because collecting money, not easy. But you just get paid. Renters Warehouse does everything. So go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. Also, if you're trying to rent a new home for you, they've got a great inventory across the mid-state, whatever style home you're looking for at RentersWarehouse.com. Got a lot of good opinions coming in here on A to Z Sports as we broadcast live from Mill Creek Brewing right here in Nolansville. This week could be different. One thing that will be different, home games were at the mainstay. That's where we were yesterday. One thing that will be different is away games. Look, you're not going to the game. You're not going to get disappointed live at Nissan Stadium like you did yesterday. You're going to come here and enjoy your time because you got ice cold beer on tap as you can see back there they got a ton of different types of beers and that's the best part mill creek brewing in nolensville it's a quick trip wherever you are you try i talk about quick trip when we're talking about wilson county hyundai a quick trip to mill creek afternoon game so you can do whatever you need to do in the morning we're going to be here broadcasting live it's going to be a great atmosphere as the titans try to bounce back in Seattle against the 12th man. All right, so what uh, what was your biggest complaint about Todd Downing's first game as a Titans offensive coordinator? I'm going to try to scroll to the top to find uh, where all these comments begin because, man, uh, a lot of comments here. Uh, Jeff says vanilla play calling. Uh, Scott says first down failures. Robert says run more. <laughs> uh, Dorlena says no play action. Ryan, in all caps, says not adjusting, period. Aaron, in all caps, says predictability. Uh, Chris says Todd Downing sucked. Lawan sucked. They all sucked, right, Chris? Uh, Tori says very predictable. He was calling every play from the balcony. Uh, Karen says too predictor, predictable. Stephen says no one of the Raiders fired Todd Downing. Can't do anything to save his life. Now, let's remember, Todd Downing was fired because Jack Del Rio was fired and his little staff was fired because they were in love with John Gruden. So don't just be incorrect here and go after Todd Downing personally. Uh, so um, let's see, more more comments. No creativity from Cam. Everything was too predictable. Paul says, first quarter play calling. I knew out of the plays, you knew Arizona was going to be coming. Uh, and tied up Ohio says, doesn't know how to adjust. Zach, what was your biggest complaint of Todd Downing yesterday? Look, I, I think – if you made the game plan, you have to get Derrick Henry involved. You wanted to get Ryan Tannehill in a flow with Julio Jones because of lack of practice time. And you wanted to get A.J. Brown going because A.J. Brown, I think he just brings energy to the team, right? No like yeah, yeah. When, when he makes plays, and I'm not talking about plays like his touchdown catch in the third quarter when you're just fighting for your life to get back into the game. I'm talking about early on plays. I, I think my biggest complaint – was the adjustment that they could not block Chandler Jones. Like, you talk about adjustments, I get that. But you have to figure that out. That was the singular biggest problem yesterday. We talk a lot about DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk and Kyler Murray running around. The biggest game wrecker was Chandler Jones. I mean, he tied for eighth in NFL history in single-game sack yesterday. NFL history. 
I, mean Joe Green, toss Mean Joe in there. I mean, all of the great Aaron Donald, all the great pass rushers in the league's history. Chandler Jones was eight yesterday with five sacks. He was the game record. So uh, I would say Todd Downing's ability to get with his offensive line and the offensive line coach and try to figure out a way to chip, block, double-team Chandler Jones for whatever side he was on because that yeah. guy is multiple. He does it. That's what makes him so great. And you knew about Chandler Jones. It's not like is this – it's not like Chase Young jumping on the scene. Yeah, he's like a 10-year vet. <laughs> Chandler Jones has been around for a while. So That's my biggest problem. My biggest issue. He ruined the game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, my, my biggest complaint for Todd Downing is that it took way too long to just run a normal drop back pass on first down. It's like everything on first down early was either a run or a play action that took forever to develop, and Tannehill couldn't get anything going is that and finally they did it. Remember AJ's first catch was on a first and then drop back pass over the middle down the seam for like a 12-yard gain, and then they ran the flea flicker right after that. It's like it took way too long for just in a, a regular pass, just a normal well, they, pass on two first Two desperate calls, fake punt and flea flicker. You don't expect to pull that out in the first game unless, first unless like a good time to do the flea flicker is when you're up 17 to three and you want a dagger. Yeah. Like that's when you call the flea flicker because you have Derrick Henry. We talked earlier to coach or earlier on in the show said everybody knew what they were going to do. If you're up 17 to three and everybody knows you're going to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, that's when you do a flea flicker. Boom. All of a sudden you're up 24 three, but instead they had to use that so early when they didn't need to. And it didn't, it wasn't a big play enough to score a touchdown, yeah. but it worked. And then the fake punt, you just it kind of makes you cringe that early on in the it year. It's just that the, 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 the stat that just makes you just shake your head about what yesterday was and why, again, I said the offense was a bigger problem than the defense. At the end of the first quarter, the Titans' leading receiver, safety Imani Hooker. You can't have that. <laughs> it was like Houston uh, three years ago. Yes, except the Titans didn't have Blaine Gabbard at quarterback and Taewon Taylor catching screens. The Titans have way better offensive weapons and personnel than that. And that that was the reality, is that the, only, the best play they had, really, and Julio, man, it's just so ridiculous. Because on, I want to say the third drive, Henry did not have a negative carry on first down. I think he gained two yards. Then he gained seven, and it was supposed to be third and one. Julio gets the 15-yard penalty. And now you're third and 16, and here you go again. And then right after that, it was 17-0. Boom. Game over. You only scored 13. They had 17 after your third offensive drive. And I think it's unique because Julio Jones got that 15-yard penalty. You know, Titans fans are just getting to know Julio. Like They really had no reason to watch the Atlanta Falcons for all of these years. They don't know what type of player he is. You don't know what type of person that he is because he doesn't really open up and talk to the media that much. He's a very guarded individual. Now, he's outstanding, right? He's Hall of Fame caliber. But this is the opportunity for Julio Jones to get to know his new team and his new fan base. And week one, getting a boneheaded play that backs your ass up to third and 16. When you desperately needed that first first down, 
and Derrick Henry finally got something going. Julio Jones hurt his team more than he helped his team yesterday. Because who knows how that – if the Titans get convert that third and one, we have no idea how that game changes. But but then going to third and 16. Drive killer. And drive killer, and then the Titans they give up another – it's yeah, they, I think they did. I think they threw a screen to McNichols. And so after that, it's just like, God, it's like the game is over. And it, it, we don't know if the Titans could have put up something, some type of points on that drive if they converted uh, that third and one uh, there. So it is eSports here live on this Monday, live from Mill Creek Brewing. We're going to be here for pregame, halftime, postgame show in Nolensville, Tennessee for all the away games, which means week two at Seattle for a 325 kickoff will be here. We haven't mentioned his name a lot so far because we've been saving it for uh, now. How do you feel about Taylor Wan's apology tweet? Because Taylor Wan gave up two sacks yesterday. Then he was out for two series from cramping. That's all we know, that he was out for cramping. And in those two series, Kendall Lamb, I had two false starts and two allowed sacks. So, <laughs> woof, woof. Um, so, ah. and then we'll read the Taylor Lewan tweet here momentarily, but first, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and Soto. Yeah, Calvin and Soto is where you need to go to get your brand new hardwood floors. Rip up that old carpet in your house. Don't try to, you know, buy a new house. That's going to be tough. You're going to probably have to move far away from where you are now with this market. Just renovate your, upgrade your home, and you can do that with brand-new hardwood floors. They have you covered at CalvinAndSubtle.com. You can go online and look at their their hardwood flooring and, and call them. They've got a showroom, or they'll come to you. They're COVID-safe. They'll have the protection for you and your family. And they'll come out. You pick out your perfect hardwood floor, and one to two weeks, they order the material, they order the hardwood floors, and they install. It's that quick of a turnaround and that's important right you don't want to be stuck up uh and and figuring out where you're going to live if you're redoing it is very quick and efficient that's one thing that they pride themselves on the other thing they pride themselves on besides efficiency is a great price they can get a high quality hardwood floor in your house for a great price that's calvinandsubtle.com all right a lot of comments coming in the question how do you feel about Taylor Wan's apology tweet after his uh, poor play yesterday. Here is the tweet. Got my ass kicked today. No way around that. I let the team and the fans down. Thank you at Chandler Jones for exposing me. It will only force me to get better. That was a tweet yesterday. And a lot of you guys, uh, Ryan saying, words without action is just noise. (laughs) Lane says, say it on the field, not on Twitter. Um, and then Brandon says he wasn't cramping. Man's ego was hurt. I mean, I, I don't, I, I expect that Taylor Lewan was cramping. I don't think Lewan would just take himself out of the game for his ego being hurt. No, but I, I do expect him to be cramping. And like, well, he was on the bike on the sidelines. Like that, he, his action, he wasn't just standing. My get, here's my, here's my, uh, uh, tr- ed- somewhat half educated estimate assumption about that situation. He was in the blue tent for a while. I'm guessing in.
Okay, we're back. We're back now. Something happened with the feed there. So the point was, is that Lawan was in the blue tent getting some type of IV. And then once he got out of the tent with the IV, getting on the bike to see how his body was responding before heading back into the game. So that was my overall thought and assumption of what happened with the Lawan cramps. But uh, then again, uh, what, what are you laughing at? I'm laughing at the comment. Uh <laughs> disappeared like Lawan did. Look, Lawan did disappear in the sense of he was not very good yesterday. And I don't mind him admitting his faults, but you can only do that so many times. He kind of used one, right? I think that's how I would envision it. He's used it way too many times. Like how many times is he going to is he going to continue to use this reasoning or excuse? I mean, it's it's awful. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I'm I'm we're like we are tired. Everybody apology tweet for a, a dumb penalty, for poor play, for the PED suspension. Like, we're just over Taylor on apologizing for things. And I, my initial reaction when I when I saw the tweet was eye roll, just rolling my eyes as hard as I can. Because we've now seen this for as many years as Taylor Wan has been in the NFL. Well, and he, he had a lot. I mean, he, he had a lot on him, right? He had a lot of pressure on him. He's paid to have a lot of pressure on him. And Well, and he is paid to have a lot of pressure. But he's going to have to live up to those expectations. He is. And, you know... I get the ACL thing, right? He's coming back from that. There's also pressure on himself. But this was an otherworldly performance by Chandler Jones, right? I think you have to think about that. I think we're, I think we're frozen. There's nothing I can say. We're, we're frozen. The audio is still working. Okay. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing that there's nothing else we can say about the Lawan thing. But here is here is the reality: is that Taylor Lawan could be in his last year as a Titans lineman because his contract next year, the Titans can get out of that and save a bunch of money when it comes to Taylor Lawan's contract. So Lawan's up against it. If he wants to be a Titan next year, he has to go earn it because his contract is very team friendly to cut him and only get like 1.7 million dollars. Of, of dead cat. So Lawan can't have any other games like this. And I feel like if you're going to tweet something, don't like thank the opposing player for outing you. Just tweet that you weren't good enough and say how bad you were and then it's unacceptable. Don't try to go out here and say how great Chandler Jones was either. So it's really, really bad look again for Lawan. And I just, I don't want to see any more tweets. And I, I'm curious of his out. That being so, 
I think we're back here live at Mill Creek Brewing, obviously having some type of internet connection issues. Uh, so are we back? I think we're back now. So we're all good here. I think we've said all we can say about the Taylor Lewan tweet, but it just cannot happen anymore. And if he does play bad again, don't tweet. If he does play poor again, don't tweet about it. Just be silent. Just don't say anything. Well, he used up his one. You can't do that week six and week 10 and week 18. And look, I, I, I saw a lot of things yesterday talking about, and look, when you're a public figure, you're going to get scrutiny. We get scrutinized all the time. I get called an idiot all the time. Uh, stop. Father. Since he has taken on busting with the boys with Will Compton, Will Compton no longer plays football. Will Compton was never a first-round pick. Will Compton never was the highest-paid linebacker in the NFL. Lewan is all of those things. Taylor Lewan has a lot of pressure on him. Will Compton is smart in the sense of he has figured out his second career, right? Like, I give him credit for – but Lewan is still in his first career. And so, if you want the popularity that Lewan has, I personally wouldn't have tweeted it. I will say that. If I was Luan, I think you just stay stay the course and you try to get better. But you kind of put a target on your back for fans because that is his fan base. Yes, the, there is a target on his back because of the podcast, but I'll say this. I don't think him doing a podcast for an hour on a Tuesday impacts his play on Sunday whatsoever. No, no. I think it's ridiculous that fans – talk about how, oh, we'll stop spending time on the podcast. That's not affecting his play on game day. He's doing something for an hour that's not football. Well, the issue is, unless, you, unless you're all pro or pro bowl offensive lineman, nobody really recognizes you. It's just a position that you don't want to talk about, right? You don't want to talk about the offensive line. You want to talk about Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones. So when Chandler J- Jones has a career day and gets five sacks, I think you just take your lickings and you move on to week two. I personally wouldn't have tweeted anything, but he kind of used his one apology this year. You can't apologize. You, you can't keep apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm late. I'm sorry I'm that That usually gets your ass fired in everyday work life, right? Yeah. He's used one apology. He has to play better. I think he will play better. But now all eyes are going to be on Taylor Lewan for the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, Paul says, I hated the apology. Thought it shouldn't have been sent. But he is coming back from an ACL. And I think physically his ACL is probably fine. Now we're seeing Lewan having to test the mental aspect of coming back from an ACL surgery because that is uh, – that's the final hurdle that you have to get over. Like you always get cleared physically before you wonder what your your mind is always still worrying about that knee when it gets in a situation where you have Chandler Jones just bull rushing you and you're thinking, is is my ACL gonna hold up? Well, and there's a lot of pressure on Taylor Lewan this year. We know the structure of his contract. Oh yeah. And Lewan knows the structure of his contract. It's no secret, it's public information on SPO, right? Yeah, that is one Spo thing. Knows. That is one thing. Spo knows. Spo does not know market value of players in the offseason. but he does. They Spo does know the actual contract terms. 
And he didn't take – there's not a lot of dead cap, right? No, it's like $1.7 million of dead cap. So the Titans could save like double-digit millions of dollars. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Luan has 16 more games to prove his value and that he still can be a force in this league and protect his quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. And I think every Titans fan and media and everybody that criticized him yesterday should at least afford him that. He's got more opportunity and more chances to make good on his apology. But again, right? things continue to stack up, right? It was the it was the PED suspension. He was rusty after coming from the four games that he missed. He played better late in 19 in the playoff run. Then he was playing fine last year, the ACL pop. And now it's again, like he's things are starting to stack up against Taylor Lewan when it comes to his reputation as a tackle in this league. One thing is for sure the offensive line as a whole has to protect Ryan Tannehill better. This is this is a this is a line that is so like cliche typical Titans fan about Taylor Wan. AFO on YouTube. Quit busting with the boys and start blocking for the boys, right? Like, oh God. It's just I, I've seen so many bad tweets about like Taylor Wan shots about the podcast. <laughs> just so old. Okay, Zach, let's get the let's get the bad sales job here on this Monday. Bad sales job on this Monday. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. If you have any injury or, or whatever it might be, any type of injury, they can get you back to health and streamline that process of getting back to health with uh, doing everything under one roof. They don't send you all over town to different offices and different waiting rooms to sit in and, and call different places to schedule. No, it's all one place. Boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports BetMGM. That's where we're powered by. Download the app today. It is football season, and they are hooking you up. We got promo codes galore. They got, hey, you know, it's Monday. You know, it just probably slipped into my app. Ah, free bet. Free $10 bet. That's, That's what right. you can do. You could turn that. Man, I may, I'm probably going to do a same-game parlay tonight for Ravens. I almost hit my same-game parlay last night, but Allen Robinson – did not have 60 yards. Everything else hit. You can be a part of that. It's fun. It's entertaining. And you can win a little bit of cash with BetMGM. All right, bad sales job Monday here on the show. Uh, but, uh, Zach, what is our record for bad sales job Monday? Well, bad sales job Monday. You're up by two, right? Is it 12? No, it's, is it, it's 12, 13, and two. I'm only down by one. Yeah, I won last time. You are correct. Because we we've taken we because Labor Day we missed bad sales job, so we're back on on uh, bad sales job Monday. So I will let you give me mine first. Okay, you have to tell us the people why we will be all more efficient in this world. By removing clocks and time itself. No clocks, no time. Take that completely out. And while we'll be more efficient, it will be a better world. Let me know when you get the uh, stopwatch ready. I'm ready when you are.
Some of the most efficient times in our world is when we didn't have clocks, when we didn't worry about what time it was because clocks and time creates procrastination. When you know the sun comes up and you got to get to work because the sun's going to go down later, you're going to get as much done as possible while you have sunlight and, and get that done before it comes down. Because you can always say, I'll play when the sun goes down, but I'm going to get my work done during the sunshine. Stop. <laughs> I thought that was solid. It's, it's difficult. The meetings. Uh, we don't live in caveman era. But yeah, I mean, I did what I, I, did you, what I you, could. You, you tried. I, I don't doubt that you tried. All right, uh, so Zach, uh, your bad sales job is you have to. I do. I have one question. Okay. Bobby brings up a point. Is it using the sun a form of time? Well, I mean, like you, no, but you're talking about clocks and time. You're talking about like four o'clock, three o'clock, like hours. Well, time. Right? Well, I mean, that's you can't like. That's ridiculous. I don't think that's a point against me at all. I think I did with what I had. I used the sun rising and the sun setting. I didn't talk about time. <laughs> the the sun rises, the sun goes down. That's I, all right. Callan says terrible. How was that terrible? Hey, you hey, do hey, it. Hey, you hey, do hey, it, hey, 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 oh, come hey. On. Time. I'm having fun. I'm time. having fun, Zach. We, Chill out. But we go back to the rules. All right, Zach, you have to tell me why you will delete the Maps app off of your phone and not use any other form of finding a the correct path to your destination and how that will make you uh, better at getting where you need to go. Why deleting the maps app and not using any form of, uh, I guess, what is that? Navigation to get you wherever you need to go. Hold on. I'm trying to get my thing up. I'm ready when you're ready. The best part about this is I live in Nashville. I'm from this place. I've born and raised. I'm a unicorn. I know these streets. I grew up just about 10 minutes from here. Brentwood. I live in Nashville now. I've been living in there for 15 years. I know these streets. I can get to where I want to go. I know the paths. I know some of the back routes to get here. Don't take the traditional 24. That'll back you up. You need to go 65 and Concord. That's how you get to the tap room here in Nolensville. I understand the streets. All right. Who did better? Justin says these streets kind of suck, <laughs> which I think is true. No, everybody can agree that Nashville streets suck. Oh, uh, okay. Who won? So all you got to do is just say Austin or Zach, A or Z, who won bad sales job this week? Yeah, it's a geographical bad sales job today, Dom. Let's see. I'm seeing. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna start with the first vote. Uh, Bobby says Zach. Kalen says me. Then we're two two to one me. Now here come the string of Zach. Scott. So it's two. Dang it. Two two three two Zach. Four two Zach. Five two Zach. Six two Zach. Seven two Zach. Seven three seven four seven five eight five. Ah, I'm at eight five. Eight six eight seven eight eight. Nine eight me, ten eight me, ten nine me, eleven nine me, twelve nine, thirteen nine. Oh, it's a comeback! Oh my goodness! Uh, 
Corey Davis won. 14-9. Did I win this? Karen Let's says keep going. me. God, this is 15 to 9, 15-10, 16-10, 17-10. I mean, there's so many votes. I can't tell if people are voting twice. 17-11, 18-11. Callan says Zach. So that's 18, 12, 19, 12, 20 to 12, 21, 12, 21, 13, 21, 14, 20. I think I won. Like I'm I'm counting. There's too many. You're down by like nine. Look at look there's at this. so many look votes. At this I, look, I got I one, think, two, three, four, five. Six, I think seven, seven versus but there's, two. But there's still two of mine. I think it's, I think it's me. You stop counting because I can't tell if people are voting twice now. Like, I think I got so. That's the most votes we've ever counted. Uh, we have a big audience. You can't just quit counting. I, but it, I can't tell. Like, I was up. Your job I, is to count. What are you? What are you talking about? You, are, you have a placeholder. I was, I was up by nine at twenty-two to thirteen. 22-13. Are you on Dustin? Yes. So 22 14 25 14 26 14 26 16 26 17 27 17 28 17 28 uh 18 28 19 um man i thought i had that no i win i won i won like i i know every vote matters kelkins but now i can't tell if people are just stacking the the box with multiple votes i think i saw louis say tie four times so i don't know but i think i won based on what i counted that's the most we counted 50 votes <laughs> we've never counted 50 well, votes I, for bad sales job big, it's big monday we're in the yeah. tight season. stop the count right <laughs> stop the count i think i won that one so now we're tied 13 13 and 2 oh crazy show it's just week one anything to say yeah, I, I, mean, to I, I mean i i mean i i admit my <laughs> defeat i mean the, the okay. vote the vote is the vote All i right. can't i i like arguing but i can't argue that Corey says that his vote is in the mail <laughs> right yeah <laughs> all right now we're getting into politics no, 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 all no. right <laughs> okay but that was a funny joke all right all right guys uh Hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday. The Titans lost week one, but it's not over. They got 16 more games and plenty of opportunity. So we will see you guys tomorrow on the show. Don't forget, come out to Mill Creek Brewery next Sunday. Watch the Seahawks game with us. We'll be live here for our pregame, halftime, and postgame show. Look, this tap room is awesome. It's huge over here. They've got TVs all over the place. They've got great food. They cook their food, their own menu right here in the food truck, right inside the brewery. And also thanks to NashvillePowerSports.com. They'll have one of their souped-up golf carts oh, that's here as well in the tap room. Sweet. Yes, so we will be back in studio tomorrow morning. Uh, hope to see you guys on the morning show tomorrow. Buck Rising back with Primetime tonight. Also check the podcast network at AtoZSports.com for all of our content. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Thanks. Adios.